host, BK. Thank you so much for joining me. I wanted to let you know that there is a little update at the end of this episode, so please stay tuned for that. Hello. Hi. Hi. You know, I thought we were going to have another one, and it just has not happened. And so instead of obsessing, I'm like, okay, well, it is what it is, and I'm just going to you know, enjoy life. My cycles have just kind of gotten erratic and crazy. And, you know, I've had those crazy tests that look like they're positive and then they're really negative and, you know, you get your hopes up and then they're dropped Did you have children before you started trying, you said, late 30s? So, so we had three kids. We had two boys and a girl. Um, Really, you know, we started at um, three years into our marriage. We've been married 22 years now. So I have an 18-year-old a 17 year old and a well, actually he'll be 17 so he's still 16 and a 14 year old and I have a three-year-old oh and yeah she's actually the second reversal baby oh that's great um, that it worked yeah it um it was kind of a crazy course of events um we had a vasectomy when our at the time youngest was eight weeks old because we were like we've got two boys we've got a girl yeah you know, we're done let's call it good and we were doing family pictures I don't know how much you want me to get into it no now. you can tell me you can tell me all of that if you want yeah yeah, so we got into, um, we were doing family pictures, and at the time, the youngest was, she was right around the age of five, and I'm looking around, and we're taking pictures, and the kids were kind of lining up in back of us, and my husband and I were taking a picture, but the kids were still, you know, within view, Yeah, and I couldn't find the fourth child, and I was like, we only have three, one, two, three, oh my but gosh. I, it was like somebody was missing, and oh. I... It was the most profound feeling I've ever had in my life. And my husband had a vasectomy. Like, yeah. what am I thinking? Where that is, is so four? funny. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. And so I started praying about it. And, and I mean, I prayed and I prayed consistently and I prayed constantly. And the funny thing is, is I even laid hands on my husband while he was sleeping. And I'm like, Lord, I know you can fix this. And I'm like, I don't know what be like, but I know you can fix this. Somewhere when Tierney was about nine, um, I kind of laid it down and I was like, okay, I was at a church event. There was a whole bunch of new moms and I was kind of standing back and just observing. My yeah. kids were older at the time and and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I, I think I'm over that hump of wanting. Yeah. And that summer, um, this was probably early spring and that summer we were at the pool yeah. and I don't know how it got brought up, but my husband said, what do you think about having another one? And oh my like, gosh. Now you're crazy. <laughs> ah. <laughs> because at that point I had gotten over the desire. I was, yeah. you know, we were more practical. I had a nine year old. I was like, why in the world would anybody? And then I had really bad hormones after kids. Oh gosh. I was afraid I, of those hormones. I can and, relate to that. A lot. And I had a lot of, you do this again? Are you kidding me? And yeah. So he's like, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And I'm like, okay, well, also, we have to pay for the surgery out of pocket. Out and of pocket. We have Samaritan's Ministries um, for health is not insurance, it's medical sharing. And oh. anything like that, um, that's a revenge. 
reversal, they don't cover at all vasectomies, but the reversal goes to what's called a special prayer need. And my husband's like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Let's just do it. Yeah. Within a matter of two weeks, we had the surgery, which lo and behold was like 20 minutes from my hometown. Wow. Um, We... You, they had a cancellation. I was like, okay, God, if this is your thing, then we're just going to ride with it. Yeah. And they had a cancellation. It was the beginning of August. We're like, I mean, we literally decided this in July. Oh, my gosh. Reversal. So we had the reversal. And then I decided in September, I was like, <laughs> I need to go get a pap smear. I haven't had one in a while. So yeah. I'm going to go get a pap smear. And, of course, it's abnormal. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, like, no. You've got to be kidding me. So I reached out to a doctor in Connecticut and was doing natural treatments for my cervix. And okay. she was like, do not get pregnant uh, while you're while you're doing this treatment. Okay. I'm like, okay. And prior to going there, I had had coffee with a friend. And that night, before I went and had coffee, I was like, Lord, did I make this up? Am I like... You know, is the horse before the cart? Am I really, yeah. are we really supposed to be pursuing this? Yeah. And I got home from coffee the next day, and there was a check in the mail for $4,712, which was the remaining balance of what we owed for the vasectomy reversal. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, okay, I'm not questioning you anymore. Uh, I'm going to walk this out. Yeah. So 12 weeks, we went through treatment for my cervix, and it was all natural treatment. I highly recommend it to any woman who has any kind of yeah. cervical dysplasia. Yeah, I had an irregular, like an abnormal pap once, and then it just six months later, it was regular again. But I'd yeah, be interested in knowing what your people don't get that. Yeah. Yeah, some people, uh, I had issues when I was Oh, no. 20 years later, uh, you know, it was 18 years later, oh. I had issues again, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So, oh, no. And of course, when we decide to have a baby. And oh, no. so, for 12 weeks, we traveled to Connecticut, and the month, it was March, she said, we're good, your treatments are done, you're more than welcome to try to get pregnant, and we got pregnant that month. Oh, my goodness. How old were you at and, that time? Uh, 38, because I had... Hey, no, I was 39. Okay. I guess I was 38 prior to my 39th birthday because I had Taylin at 39. Okay. Um, because my 40th birthday, she was six months old. Okay. So, so that's good. That's great. And and that yeah. pregnancy went like. So no, I'm okay. Okay. That baby that we got pregnant with in March, I miscarried. Oh, um, we ended I'm up sorry. having a blighted ovum, and I miscarried at nine weeks. Oh. Um, and if I was bound and determined to do it on my own, we knew at seven weeks that the fetal pole basically just never developed. We had okay. a yolk sac, we had everything, just yeah. no fetal pole. Um, they were really pushing me to do, you know, a DNC. They were pushing me to take mesoprostol. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm. No, I'm yeah. going to do this the natural way. And I told God, I said, look, Tuesday's the deadline, and I miscarried on a Monday. Oh. So I had a full, complete miscarriage. Everything just kind of came out in one failed swoop, that's, which started my period. That's wonderful. Started my period. 16 days later, I ovulated, and I got pregnant with Taylor. Wow. So by the time I had her, I was pregnant for a full year, almost to the, it was 11 months by the time I had her, because I had only been not pregnant for 16 days. Yeah, gosh. Um, 
Yeah, and the crazy thing that kind of wraps up her whole story was my dad was killed in an accident when I was 37 weeks pregnant with her. And had I not miscarried the baby before, I would have had a few-week-old baby trying to deal with that trauma of a death in front of my house. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I am so sorry. Yeah, so... You know, it's one of those things where you you were being looked out for, yeah. Yes, and we don't always understand timing. And I think in any kind of pregnancy journey, I have a friend who, you know, kind of had the same thing, had a miscarriage, and and it just was timing and timing and timing. And yeah. then all of a sudden, she gets pregnant, and nothing ever occurs. But this timing thing, we are so impatient about. Oh, we really and are. It's like we want everything now because we think now is best for us. And I think that's the hardest thing that I had to swallow was the entire time through everything that we went through, through surgery, through, you know, my stuff, the timing still had to be perfect for what I needed, what was to come that I had no idea about. That's true. Um, Especially trying to conceive. Everybody's like, I want a baby now and I don't want a baby later. And it's the same thing with moms who miscarry. I miscarried my first. Um, it was a very quick, you know, early on miscarriage. Yeah. And then, you know, regardless of whether it was a blighted omega or not, that was a baby to me. Yeah. And that was my child. Yeah. And that was supposed to be my child. Yeah. And still in hindsight, everything worked out. It was exactly the way it needed to be. Yeah. So. That's a wonderful way to. I mean, I, you, you have to get to the point to where you can accept it like that, but that's really wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes yeah. I know and it's it, so hard. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I think we have to get away from ourselves. I mean, so many things make life so much easier and so much quicker and so much faster in this instant gratification, and yet it almost does us a disservice, yeah. you know, because we expect that with anything. We yes, we do. We expect it with our marriages. We expect it with, you know, having children, birthing children. I mean, even having a baby, like we expect, okay, we're going to, whether we do home birth or whether we do a hospital, hey, I'm going to pop this baby out. We're done. Yeah. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, She's my prey. Oh. All my children are, but. Yeah. That's so sweet. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Definitely a um, story to be told for anybody who wants to listen and whoever's wondering on their journey. Because everybody has that story. It's sometimes we just have to step back from ourselves and trust the process. And trust. That's super yeah. important. So you you guys, after you had your, she's a little girl, right? It was a baby girl. Yep. Did girl, you know yeah. right away, you were like, okay, I'm totally having another one. <laughs> I, you know, when we talked about having another one, there's an 11 year age gap between the next oldest her. And 11 years is a really... Oh. Big gap. I, I have a 23 year old, a almost 20 year old, and a 17 year old, and then I have my one year old. So I totally understand. Actually, it's hard to watch him be alone when his, you know, his siblings have that close group. And yeah. then the little one, yeah. I mean, they love him and he loves them. It's just not the same. It's, it's not, not the same. same. Like the three it's, older ones growing up. No, it's were, not the same. I mean, I'm on a journey to have a second one. Um, it's, it is yeah. difficult. It is very difficult. Yeah. But I understand. Yeah, and I, we, you know, I really started trying about the time she was two. You know, about 18 months, I was like, okay, let's 
let's just focus on timing. Let's just focus on body signals. I wasn't even doing ovulation tests. I was just focusing, paying attention to what my cycle was doing. Yeah. And, you know, cycles just started getting really irregular. Oh. And I'm like, you know, people have babies all the time <laughs> until 45. <laughs> Can't I just be one of those? I know. So, and at the same time, it's like we're getting to that place. You know, it just hasn't happened. And I mean, I was doing everything. Just, yeah. But I'm also, I'm still breastfeeding her. So okay. We're still, we're still nursing at night. Okay. Um, we don't much during the day. And I do, I am one of those people that it definitely affects it. And I've had numerous people say, well, why don't you just quit breastfeeding? And I'm like, because if I quit breastfeeding, I still don't get pregnant. I'm going to regret quitting breastfeeding. Yeah. You have to do what's right and, for you. Yeah. Right. And so I had to make that choice. You know, do I want another one that bad? And am I willing to sacrifice that relationship? Or do we just let God knew before he knew exactly what we needed, when we needed it and how we needed it? And yeah. why would I question that now? Yeah. Um, you know, so it's been, I actively, I mean, we were trying for a good year and I've had plenty of, okay, I'm late, I'm past, you know, 30 days. Yeah. You know, and my cycle's just changing and, you know, I was taking a ton of supplements and I actually just got another hormone panel that was showing, uh, like low DHEA and my immediate thought was that. Why? Because without DHEA, yeah. you know, your body's not forming good eggs. Yeah. Mine was like, on the lower side, too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm immediately like, oh, I knew, I knew about, I knew about six months ago that I should have added it in, but it's one of those that I don't just add in lightly. You kind of have to have Ex- that blood test to confirm. Exactly. Thank you for saying that. I absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah. You don't just go and supplement with DHEA. That's, that's one that you're... You know, yeah. Let's not just do that without. No, and so many when people go to do IVF, so many REs just say, "Here, take seventy-five milligrams of DHEA day," and I'm like, "I couldn't take that much. I started with fifty, and it made me spot like between ovulation and my period." Yeah, and I'd never done that before. Yeah, and I, you know, I typically do um, blood lab work, but I had an opportunity to do saliva, and I was like, "Oh." It's more accurate anyway. Oh, cool. Let's see what this one says. And it was really interesting because it showed that my, um, the axis for the hypothalamus and pituitary seems to be not right. And I'm thinking, well, I think the HEA will just fix that. Maybe. I've got a a phone call in. I actually have an appointment coming up with my um, naturopath and I'll let her guide me on the, okay, here's the results and what they need. So if you're wanting um, to get a natural path, what, what advice do you have? Like, how would I go about finding someone like that for myself? You know, I am really, really, really big on referrals. Okay. Um, Word of mouth. Because I, yes, I think you need to have somebody who's had somebody that's good. Yeah. And the reason why is because, for instance, in our area, um, there are natural paths around us, but then you, they kind of treat you more allopathically. And so okay. you kind of get that brushed off and not that paid attention. Yeah. Um, I do telehealth with the natural path in Connecticut, who I highly recommend, and I do not mind a shameless plug for her. Go for it. Um, doc- Dr. Ellen Lewis is phenomenal um, for anybody who even has HPV, cervical dysplasia. I mean, she takes care of so many different wow. things, but 
I can get her, you know, telehealth. Thank you. Some of this post COVID stuff. Yeah, um, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, no, she could yeah. see people from out of state, you know? And, yes. And that's what's amazing is wow. I can still see her. We can do zoom. I could just do a phone call. Um, that's amazing. You know, Thank listen. you. You know, to me, it's kind of hard to get in with her. It's kind of, if you think you want to use a natural path, like definitely the good ones are busy and you just, you have to be patient. Okay. With it. Um, Again, patience. <laughs> yes. Patience. And I definitely think word of mouth is. Okay. I would know, agree. Cause I don't know the first, I wouldn't know the first thing about where to go. Yeah. You know, sometimes local midwives, I work for a midwife and oh. local midwives will know that. Um, okay. You know, and sometimes you can just say, Hey, I, this is, I'm looking for this. And, yeah. you know, a lot of midwives will even do well woman care and they're, you know, more naturally minded. Some of them aren't really versed in hormones. Yeah. And some of them are. Um, mine's, I kind of call her my genius. Uh, <laughs> I love her to death. She's a, She's an herbalist. She's a friend. Um, you know, she is so smart. She's constantly studying. And so you just, you need to find somebody like that. But sometimes it's just a matter of asking, asking in groups and asking on those public forums. Yeah. Somebody's going to know somebody. Yeah. Um, you know, we need more of all of that. Yeah. Yes. In my opinion, I think people are getting sicker and I think getting pregnant is getting harder. Gosh. Um, you know, that's one of the biggest things with getting pregnant, too, is your diet. I know. know. It's a it's a huge role. And, and I hate to say it, but food is so expensive. And I know. Trying it, to eat, eat good is becoming impossible. I know. And I struggle yeah, with I it mean, so much. Yeah, I struggle with it, too. I struggle with eating as well as I should. But, yeah. I mean, your body, it can only take so much toxins before it, it just doesn't have enough energy to take care of it all. Very true. And yeah. then what we do, we drink coffee and say, keep going. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. I'm the first, I'm the worst culprit, and I have no problem saying it. Coffee, I will ditch my coffee eventually, but right now, coffee <laughs> is my friend. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it is on my list of to-dos. <laughs> no, I know. I tried to cut back when I was trying to conceive as well before. I, I don't drink much coffee yeah. anymore, but. Yeah, I tried. It's definitely hard. It's definitely hard, but it's worth it if you can, especially yeah. alcohol. I mean, if you can, you know, cut way down, that's yeah. very, very, very important. Increasing healthy fats. Um, that's yes. probably the most vital. People are afraid of fat. Um, no, I agree with fats, you. You know, I agree with you. The healthy fats. I When I was growing up, let's say 10 years old, even 12 years old, I was overweight and I went to a nutritionist. And it was all low fat, low fat, low fat. Don't eat any yeah. fat. Don't eat any fat. So that's what I did, like, from there on through my whole adult life. Right. Yeah. And it's so bad for trying to conceive. Yeah, because, I mean, our eggs are fat. Yes, so... they need the good fat. Right. Your eggs are fat, so you need... Um... Yeah. I think my child fell asleep in her swing. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. How funny is that? That's cute. <laughs> Yeah, she must have been tired. Aww. <laughs> oh. So. Love the outside, right? <laughs> yes, that is so sweet. So you've you're still breastfeeding at night, and how old are you right now? I am. Oh, my birthday's on Friday. <laughs> okay, so okay. <laughs> my child keeps adding it up. My older child, she's like 
mom, you're going to be 43. And I said, you know, what's funny about being old really no longer matters. <laughs> it's <laughs> so disturbing that it's just over with at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, like, it just doesn't even matter. I'm 39 again on Friday, but really, I'm going to be 43 and I am still breastfeeding. Okay. Um, well, I just turned 43 too about yeah, a month so ago. Three and a half and I'm still... We think about weaning it, and then I'm like, well, you know, I guess I'm officially one of those people. <laughs> well, it's, hey, it's your your business. You know, no yeah. one has any say in it but you guys. So I would assume you could probably have a really good chance still. You know, yeah. I've taken a whole new venture in life. Um, I'm starting to work with a midwife. I became a lactation consultant. Oh, good for you. Um, I should actually be correct and say <laughs> lactation counselor because okay. IBCLC is where my goal is, but currently I'm a certified lactation counselor. Oh, um, great. Yeah, and, you know, I really think I'm going to get into midwifery. I really like the idea of whole health. Oh, and, well, that know, is so great. Women need that. Women need to be looked at as whole. And yeah. not, well, this part, this doctor takes care of, and this part, that doctor takes care of it. No, we're, we're whole people. Yeah. And, you know, we need to be viewed as that um, all the way around. So I have put my hands up and said, I surrender. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If it does, I will be thrilled. Yeah. Um, um, so, but my husband is also 50. He, re- he hit 50 this year. Okay. And the idea of having a 20 year old and him being 70 is a little daunting. Although yeah. my husband is super in shape. Um, and would and he yeah. mind? I mean, he would be okay with it too, right? Well, yes, because we've kind of, we just leave things up to God. And yeah. God, we're going to have another one then. We're going to have another one and he would not be upset one day. Okay, um, good. <laughs> yeah, so he would not be upset one day. But, Aww. you know, I'm kind of at that point where we have a lot of fun at yeah. three and a half. And it's a whole another venture and we homeschool, so... Homeschooling one compared to homeschooling three sounds really easy. Yeah. So, yeah. My older ones are graduating and, you know, moving on to lunch. So, yeah. No, I mean, you know, you never know. And chances. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like you have some really amazing things, you know, that you're looking forward to possibly doing. Really important things. Yeah, and I really think that we all really need to enjoy life. I think our families need to be, I think God comes first, our husbands and our children, and everything else needs to fall underneath. When we get that alignment, if there's something that we're passionate about, we don't need to be waiting until X time to do it. We yeah. need to do it. Life yeah. happens once. Yeah. Um, you know, it's you should enjoy what you're doing. And if you're not, you really should think about, doing something a little differently because yeah. it shouldn't be awful, <laughs> you know? No. So I tell my husband all the time, I'm, it, it's such a blessing and it's such a gift to be able to work with a midwife and do what I'm doing and learn what I'm learning yeah. because that's where my passion is. Yeah. And, you know, and if this second half of my life, if that's what it's about, children learn that, you know, don't just work at McDonald's to make a paycheck. Go find what you're passionate about and do it yeah. and do it for the greater good. I mean, we all wait too long. We all, you know, my mom never, my mom just died of metastatic breast cancer. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. And she was 63 years old. She was not very old. Um, oh. And she put up a good fight. Yeah. And, but there was a list of, oh, I've got time. I've got time. Yeah. You might not have time. 
No. You know, and the same thing for my dad. My dad died in an accident. He had no idea. He would have never guessed that he would die at 67. And he thought he had time. He thought he had this. We, today is the day. Yeah. We need to, it's called the present for a reason. Yeah. Um, and we need to harness it and we need to enjoy it. And we need to love our families and we need to, you know, be a little kinder. Yes. <laughs> you know, people could be a little kinder. People can, um, could definitely be a little kinder. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but when I became a doula, it said, yeah, a lot of times people will get pregnant within the first six months. In the back of my head, I'm going, I'd be okay with that. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> I'd be okay with that. And yeah, it's been the past six months. I'm like, okay, well. Oh. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, I'm sure weaning is in future somewhere down the road. And, you know, after that point, I never, ever, ever, if you would have asked me how long I was going to breast my children, three years would have never been on my list. My perspective changed because the people around me changed a little bit. And so my midwife that I had um, my daughter with, um, she was still breastfeeding her toddler and I was you know, I would watch her and she, I mean, she wasn't breastfeeding in the office or anything. He was yeah. three at the time. And, and I just thought I could do that. Yeah. I could do that. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. I could do that. And then, you know, I started breastfeeding her and when it came to be about, I guess it was right after her second birthday when I decided to become a certified lactation counselor. Um, and I started researching the benefits and I was just so awestruck. It just became one of those things that instead of saying, okay, here's a timeline, yeah. I kind of rode with it. And yeah. at three and a half, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm really totally done. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I am so done doing this. I, and then at the same time, it's such a short lifespan, of, yeah. you know, a time span of their life. She still benefits from it. And yeah. she's had a couple illnesses where the only thing she did was breastfeed. Yeah. And so I knew she was getting nutrition and she oh. was, you know, she's been my healthiest child of all of them. So I, it's up in the air and we'll see what happens. I, I was. I'm just saying. I'm sure there is an end in the future somewhere, and after yes, that point. Yes. Oh no, there definitely is. Yeah. I really. I'm like, no matter what happens, I might be one of those. Hey, it's your birthday for, and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know a lot. I am definitely reaching that point where I'm like. Mm. Gosh, I I am like I'm amazed. I'm blown away. It was. It, oh, well. But you're a counselor, so I mean, you know what you're doing. That is how I was with my third number three she got to be a year old and i honestly tell you the reason why i only picked years because society said that that was was normal yeah you know and if people really look it up and see even the uh american academy of pediatrics say up to two years i think my mom breastfed to two years yeah two years or beyond i think actual wording two years and beyond um you know because the health benefits are still there yeah proven um, but that's a whole nother podcast on breastfeeding. Yeah, no, I know. No, I know. <laughs> it's a, an important topic and a t- kind of a touchy topic too, for a lot of women, you know? Well, and I think, I think what's interesting about that is it's, it's sensitivity. I think people have had bad experiences. Definitely. And then, and then they're made to feel bad. Yes. And that is the wrong approach in anything. Yeah. And you know, there are genuinely those people who cannot breastfeed because of health reasons and whatnot. And yeah. then there are those people who really struggled and they did such a good job 
breastfeeding for however long that was. And yeah. when they made that decision, there's nobody on this planet that should make them feel bad about it. Thank they you. Did what yes. They could. Yes. Um, and there's then, so much guilt. Yeah. It, right. And that's just not okay. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's where the breastfeeding world, those who are, you know, IBCLCs and certified lactation counselors, and I'm also accredited with the Breastfeeding USA. Wow. Um, that the whole point is support. Yeah. And when we have the support and we have our community, you know, we can do amazing things. And sometimes oh, moms yeah. need that pat on the back and say, you are doing okay yeah. right <laughs> where you're at. And yes. if you need to make this decision, I am here right behind you. But if you would like to keep going, can I make these suggestions? Yes. Or, you know, whatever the word is. Yeah. It was um, when I had my son, it hurt so bad to breastfeed. Yes. I felt like it my body didn't want to do it at that moment. He was born at 34 weeks and I just, I don't know. I just, and it hurt. It just hurt, 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 hurt. Like deeply, like deeply hurt. And I was like, we just couldn't figure out the right things. First they said they were too small, too big, too this, too that. And it it was hard. So hard. Yeah. I never knew it could. And I was just trying to pump for him because he was in the NICU. So that's all I was trying to do. And it was so hard. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and pumping's hard too. Moms who choose to pump, there's a whole other level of medication. Wow. Mom who chooses to pump, they need a pat on the back. Oh my gosh. For whatever reason, if they choose not to breastfeed or they don't have that support and it's so difficult, but they choose to pump, they're still giving their baby wonderful milk. Yeah. But at the same time, it is so hard to exclusively pump and it takes sheer dedication of a mom and any mom who has chosen that should really stand in the mirror and put her hand on her back and give herself a back and say, you have done a phenomenal job because it is not easy. Um, Thank you for saying that. So kudos to you because pumping, pumping is a whole nother level of difficulty. (laughs) Oh, that's so wonderful. I mean, just me hearing it, I got goosebumps. I'm like, thank you. I, it was hard and I felt so yeah. guilty because he was there. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm going to cry, but there's yeah. a lot of guilt, a lot of guilt. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think, I think with anything in society, I think there are those, sometimes the negative speaks louder than the positive. Yeah. And sometimes all it takes is one person to say, well, you should have tried that. You probably could have done it better. Yeah. And that speaks so loudly in who we are and instead if we can learn to hear the positive and hear those because sometimes it is it's it's there quiet yeah we're not attuned to it you're right we're attuned to the negative true. And because it's so much easier to align with that and so true you know people are too opinionated and too judgmental and i don't know your story and nobody you know, I share my story, but still people don't know me and yeah. my circumstances and the situations. And for anybody to go and sit there and judge somebody else and you should have done this and you, it's the wrong way to tackle things. It's the wrong way to love on other people. It's the wrong way to exactly. encourage. And exactly. so I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, even in this time now, you know, yeah. that you can say, you know, you did a good job and yeah. you should be proud of that. Yeah. Like you really should be proud of that. Well, it's a funny thing. Cause even 15 months later, I still don't feel like I can be proud because I quit. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's hard. But that's hard. okay. And that, you know, anytime, yeah. any amount of breast milk, breast milk is better than none. Yeah, yeah. And that's the amazing thing about breast milk is any amount is better than none. Yeah. And that's... That in of itself is what you should be proud of. And yeah. it's not the number. It's not how far you've made it. It's not how long you've done it. It's that you did it and yeah. you tried. And even those moms who get out of the hospital and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. And this baby's got to eat and this baby's crying and they opt for formula because and nobody knows where the support is. No. And so even for that mom who made it for 24, 48 hours, that mom should be proud of herself. Aww, that mom should pat herself you. on the back and say, you know what? It's okay. This baby's got to eat. Babies can't not eat. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> you know? That's great. Yeah. But it's sort of feel guilty about your baby's got to eat. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I mean, you could maybe feel guilty if you chose not to keep your child, but most that's of us true. are <laughs> yes. feeding our babies. So, that's cute. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Thank you. Yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> and so true. Yeah. I think the especially the extra information about breastfeeding, if it's so important. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all need to support each other a little bit much, but I really appreciate the opportunity even to chime in. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for joining me. I have some exciting news. I am writing an ebook for women trying to conceive with advanced maternal age. It's available for pre-order right now for $9.99 from Amazon Kindle. There's going to be so much information. I'm using the most current research that's out there. Um, there's a lot in here that's not in any other book. This new project has the ability to change your life and mine. Also, there's only f- about four episodes left of this season of No Trigger Warnings podcast, so stay tuned for August, and then I'll be taking a little break as I move closer to my retrieval in November, and hopefully after we return from that, I will start a second season. I am looking for volunteers to share their story. I can't do this if I don't have women to talk to, so um, hit me up if you are interested. Head over to Facebook group, No Trigger Warnings. I think I'm the third one down if you search TTC over 40. Um, Rainbows and and eggs and sperm. (laughs) Until next time.